been proven that I'm a problem to everybody in that locker room. When you step in this ring, you'll be stepping in the ring with that. We're gonna do some real cowboys. You're listening to the Midwest Marks Podcast. Welcome one and welcome all to the Midwest Marks Podcast. I am your host, Eli Guidi. AEW Dynamite has come and passed. My God, I love this company. We were in Atlantic City tonight awaiting the surprise or surprises that Tony Khan has given us. We've got the tea spiller BMAC here with us. What's going on? Listen, it was a crazy night of wrestling, literally crazy night of wrestling. It was so much that happened in one episode, and I cannot wait to get into it with y'all. Yeah, it's time to talk about it. Once again, the tea spiller does not miss. He, if you've been paying attention, he's been calling stuff out, been leaving little little tea spills for everybody. And once again, he's right on the money. Glad to have him a part of the podcast. We've also got the Miss Mark. She's just marking out down there. She couldn't believe her eyes of what happened tonight. We've got Courtney on the podcast. Hey, guys. Let's get into it. I'm I'm still marking out. I'm still marking out. Let's go, AEW. I say I it again, you have my heart. That's, this is why the Midwest Marks podcast is all elite. Pretty sure that's Bobby in the chat. What's going on, Bobby? Thank you for joining us tonight. Let's go ahead and get right into AEW Dynamite. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Go to the, the Midwest Marks podcast website at www.themidwestmarkspodcast.com. Please, we have a lot of stuff on there. If you want to catch our live shows, we are connected to Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube's mad at us right now, so we might be a little late on that. But it's okay. It's all good. We've also got Kofi Winston in the chat of the Dirty Hills podcast. He says, we live, baby. You are completely right, Kofi. Thank you for watching. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. We had Wardlow start the show off with bringing out signs, like standing signs of MJF getting, you know, battling CM Punk. We had him in the sitting stance. We also had uh, him, like, you know, having the, the choke out pose with the tape, but you couldn't really see the tape. Uh, we saw that uh, Wardlow gave Justin Roberts some notes for the announcing, and uh, we saw FTR come down with Tully. We saw Sean Spears. He already started drinking. I'm worried about that, man. Uh, then Sean Spears came down and he gave Justin Roberts some more announcements. And uh, it was for MJF. And uh, he says that, uh, yeah, he said a lot of nice things. But what, what caught me is that there's this old catchphrase. He said, uh, he's putting shoulders to mats and banging all the rats. He's a sprawl god. He beat PG Punk twice in the mid, mid, mid West. I hate you, MJF. I really do. Uh, we finally got uh, MJF to coming out. He had a grand entrance. They are really making the win over CM Punk mean something more. And it was it, he was he, he was on a throne being carried. He was being carried, and it was it had girls. And he came to the ring. One kissed him on the cheek, and one made out with him. It, it was it was completely wild. It it was it was freaking nuts. Courtney, what was your thoughts on this? Popping circumstance by MJF. Well, this is my thing. I was thinking the whole time, please drop him. 
please drop him off this turn. Please, that would be so funny. Please, even Shivani said, uh, please drop him. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you drop him. <laughs> that was so funny. But, um, yeah, this part of the show, I could have done without, honestly, because I wanted the other surprises, which we got, but I'm not saying nothing. I'm not the teach villa. Go ahead, back to you, Eli. We will get there. We will get there. But this is following up on the MJF and CM Punk storyline. The next thing that we got was uh, Sean Spears gifting MJF a new shirt. I, I bet you didn't really have anything to do with that, Sean Spears. Why are you lying? And, uh, yeah, and, he, you know, they said uh, CM Punk came out. He said that MJF's uh, suntan is very suspect. I laughed very hard. And then we had uh, CM Punk say that he's got friends. We saw Darby Allen and Sting come out with bats. CM Punk demanded a rematch, and he started to kind of churn the pot with Wardlow, saying, Wardlow, if you don't leave the ring right now, we're going to come down there and beat you. You're the reason why you won, why we, uh, why MJF won, the real reason. So why don't you leave, and we can you know have our match later. But MJF shut it down. He said uh, if Punk wins in a tag match against FTR, he will get a rematch. But it will not be Punk, not Sting, and Darby as the tag team partners. He will have to find a tag team partner for this, and then he will get his rematch if they win. B-Mac, what do you think of the start of AEW Dynamite? Given how he, you know, he got his big win over, you know, something like CM Punk last week. It was very fitting and rightfully so that he opened up Dynamite tonight. And this was a perfect set to do so. And yeah, like I wasn't mad at the unpromo. I was here for it because at the end of the day, it does advance the storyline between MJ up and CM Punk. And most likely we're going to get that rematch at Revolution, which is only fitting because it is next month on March 6th. So I was here for it. Well, Kofi did agree with you, Courtney, so you got somebody in your corner. Thank you, Kofi. We've also got the Midwest Markout Champion, Kane the Destroyer, sending a message. He says, ladies and gentlemen, all stand up to your feet. Shut your mouth and acknowledge your Midwest Markout Champion. You know what? That's right. I am his advocate now. Here is the championship belt. I've got to get some repairs done on it, but here is the Midwest Mark out championship, everybody, for Kane, the Destroyer. I, I'll hold on to it for you, Kane. He, he's work. the only it's... one I will acknowledge or worth acknowledging. You can acknowledge me, too. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, yeah, we got Kane also saying that uh, the, the only – the only Mr. Lover, the love lover of the Kane the Destroyer. So that being said, get them salty looks off your faces when the champ enters the room. All right, all right. I see you, Kane. I see you. Thank you for, for enlightening us this this evening. All right, continuing on. Uh, yeah, we've got Sting and Darby finally having that meeting with Andrade. And uh Andrade still thinks that Darby is. The thing is, Darby's boss for some reason. I think he needs to stop spending so much money because that might be getting to his head. But uh, Sting tells Andrade to look Darby in the eyes and fight him mano y mano. And Darby says, "No, I I want I don't want to work for you. I want the TNT 
championship. And Andrade is like, ah, interesting. You want the TNT title? Well, I'm going to be the next TNT champion. So that makes me think that we might be seeing a triple threat pretty soon. Let's hear from the T-Spiller. Um, I like this promo, you know, because I like what they're doing with Darby, and I like what they're doing with Andrade, and we're finally going to get that clash of a match. It's going to be a clash of styles, but it's going to be a dope match at that. My only question is, is that I'm starting to notice a pattern with Darby, and that pattern is he seems to be only fixated on becoming TNT champion. He's never said, I want to be world champion. So I'm starting to think that he's kind of typecasting himself into only one genre, which is the TNT scene, and it's not the wrong with that, but I think he can be a world champion someday, and I don't want him to just go after that championship. Like, listen, like spread your wings. AEW is there for a reason. Go after that main championship. And even if you don't get it, you can at least say, I tried. Like, just don't keep yourself in the box. And I think he's starting to do that by only wanting that TNT championship. Otherwise, it was a good promo. Yeah, I think, you know, Darby is fine. He's fine. He's going to take his time and keep working and having amazing matches with all the talent that AEW has to offer. And the best place to do that in that is then that TNT title picture because you can have all the best matches. But I think you're right. Eventually, he is going to have to – he will have that uh, world title match eventually way later down the line. Courtney, do you want to see Darby Allen as AEW world champion one day? Yes, I do. Darby is putting himself right now in his own coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see what I did there, Philip? Um and I think he is so much more if he would let himself shine so much more. I could see him as our world champion. I absolutely could. Darby, I hope you're listening. Go after the the world championship, please, sir. Thank you. Yeah, like don't limit yourself. I think I think he's gonna keep on building and just showing off that he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's gonna keep grinding, and the people are gonna want, really want him as champion. I think that's what he's waiting for. We'll see. Uh, next thing that we got was the first match of the night, which was the Blade versus Wardlow with Sean Spears. That really made me have a question mark on my head, but you know what? They're building Wardlow, so. Makes sense to me. Uh, next thing that we, well, first thing that happened was the blade was starting to get chop, uh, chop block on Wardlow as soon as the bell rang, and it was super effective. Wardlow went down, he dropped his guard completely in that. Uh, Wardlow was able to hit a lariat and then a belly to belly suplex on the blade on the outside. We could see Spears eating a cookie or something, I don't know what he was, eating, but that's neither here nor there. We had a uh, Wardlow take control. Uh, the match and uh, just run Blade's spine into the ring post. Back from the break, Blade was uh, trying to chop Wardlow down a little bit, but just just making Wardlow angrier. He did get some knee strikes on Wardlow, and they were a little effective, but that got stopped with the powerbomb. Symphony, he powerbombed this man not once, not twice, not three times, but four times for the when and when Wardlow's getting all the adulation from the crowd, his accountability buddy Sean Spears hits Blade with a chair. Why, Courtney? Your thoughts on this first match of the night? Okay, 
I was thinking the whole time when they were in the ring doing the whole group thing, I was thinking to myself that he's going to turn. He's going to beat the hell out of all of them, and he's going to turn, and it's going to be fantastic. Did I get that? No. Do I want that? Yes. It And only four power bombs when you've done seven before? I won't say I was disappointed, but I'm kind of glad he stopped at four. But it makes you think, hmm, the four. Could it be? Could it be? I don't know. I'm just I think I think that it was just four power bombs. What was your thoughts on this match, B Mac? One again, like it was like a dominant showing of Warlow once again, showing that he's basically he's getting fed up with the whole situation with MJF not giving him his credit, him not getting credit from um you know Sean Spears. Yeah, he's just getting like fed up of the pinnacle altogether at this point. And I think the moment he does turn on MJF, he is going to get that major baby face pop that everybody's expecting him to get from that crowd. But otherwise, this was a clean match from both competitors, and they gave it their all, but I'm waiting for him to pop bomb MJF like through a table at this point because I'm like, it's time because the shade was starting early and you wasn't even saying nothing, but he basically was giving Sean Spears all the credit. So this whole show felt like it was a ramp into gear to, to revolution, and we'll get more into it. So I think we are definitely going to see that story come to fruition. All right, the next thing that we had was Penta. Apparently, uh, Penta's not doing okay after Malachi spit into his soul, says uh, Alex Abrahentes. And he says he's ready to show a different side. He's going to be the old school. Penta. I was hoping Alex would would be on here. He has seen Penta in MLW, the old school Penta. But what do you think this means, BMAC, when he says the old school Penta? Basically, basically the Penta that everybody's been waiting to come back, Penta Dark, he's finna get his Lucha Underground Penta character back. And if that's where they're going with this baby, listen, he's finna light that division up because Penta and Lucha Underground in this form that we think like we're getting ready to get was Lucha at his best in ring, literally. There was nothing that he wouldn't do in the ring to win. And if that meant that breaking your arm, oh well. So yeah, I'm here for this because it's here for him to finally turn heel and go with it. Yeah, the first time I even heard of Penta was at all all in when he faced Kenny Omega, I was like, who's this Penta guy? And I found out real quick that this he is nothing to play with he will take you down with no hesitation he's that good in the ring we've as we've been seeing i wonder if we'll eventually get to see you know andrade versus pinta like one-on-one for the tnt title i'd be down for that all right we're gonna keep on going on though we had the inner circle we we had uh sammy come out with chris jericho uh jake hager Jake Hager's back. He's alive. We haven't seen Jake Hager in how knows long. But, uh, yeah, Jericho says he doesn't know if Santana and Ortiz will show up. He didn't see them all day. And Santana and Ortiz eventually do come out there a little late. No biker cuts. No inner circle cuts from Santana and Ortiz. The shade is 
real. He uh, Jericho says that he felt embarrassed after Santana and Ortiz wouldn't tag him in for the match. They were trying to prove a point that they don't need Jericho. I think they proved it, and now Jericho's butthurt about it. Uh, Santana says, no more corny shit. Jericho only cares about Jericho. The group, the inner circle, was only made to fit Jericho's needs, and Santana and Ortiz are done with it. The only reason Jericho hasn't been laid out, says Santana, is because Ortiz stopped him. This this was a really good promo. Go ahead, B-Mac. And this is why I'm glad when it was Jericho's turn to rebuttal, he did exactly what I wanted him to do because the moment he started talking, I, I typed on my Twitter, I said, you know what, if I'm Chris Jericho, I'm saying, listen, without me, y'all never would have gotten to AEW. If it wasn't for me, y'all never would have gotten to Blood and Guts. If it wasn't for me, y'all would not have gotten half of these semi-pushes y'all got had I not put y'all in this group. So, therefore, when he took it there, I said, boom, hit him where it hurts. But at the end of the day, we're finna get LAX reformed and Diamani towards the end of um, Dynamite. She even hinted towards LAX reunion as well. And she was the lone female of that group in Impact. So, well, Jericho, you better be careful. If you're not careful, you might have uh, my only thing that you have is a drink and this drink. A little bit of the bubbly. But we'll see what happens. We're going to keep talking about it, though. Uh, Chris says that he is a influencer. He has, you know, made everything like BMAC said that, that got brought Santana and Ortiz to AEW for the inner circle. Uh, but he said maybe he got the wrong members of LAX to join the inner circle. Santana just started to choke this man, but Sammy broke it up, and then uh, Chris Jericho struck strike back at Sammy, telling him to shut up. Uh, Sammy has had enough. He said he's quit the inner circle before, and he'll quit it again if they can't figure it out. Sammy leaves, takes off his cut, and Ortiz says, uh, I'm, I'm done with all this shit talking i'm done it's me and santana versus chris jericho and jake hager to squash all of this and chris jericho said attendance is mandatory courtney what, what do you think of all this inner circle craziness right now i'm loving it because i'm such a fan of uh santana and ortiz I've seen their work back in TNA when they were with LAX, and whoo, that made me a fan. And tonight, I was like, Santana Ortiz preach, y'all, y'all keep bringing me in, bring, bring me in, you know. Uh, and I'm not surprised Sammy quit. Hello, quitter. Am I happy to see Jake Hager back? My face, no. Why? Um, good luck, Jericho. You know I never really liked you anyway. No love lost here. Back to you, Eli. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz did get a tag title match against the Young Bucks on February 17th, 2021. They lost that match. And this whole thing, I'm wondering, you know, is will we eventually lead to Santana and Ortiz getting the title shot and winning the tag belts? We shall see. Let's go keep on moving on. We had Shivani, Tony Shivani with Rapungi Vice, and they still want to take on the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks were there. 
We saw Adam Cole attack Rapungi Vice from behind, and then they got an assist. T Spiller, who did they get that assist from? Mr. Switchblade JY himself, baby. Let's talk about it. Breathe with the Switchblade. Jay White has made his appearance. The Forbidden Door continues to be open. Jay White appeared on All Elite Wrestling. How are you guys feeling about this? How are you guys feeling about Jay White making his appearance on AEW Dynamite? Let us know in the comments. Courtney, what was your thoughts when you saw this on your screen? I flipped out, okay? I was screaming at the top of my lungs, y'all. I was freaking out. I'm like, that's Jay White. What in the world? That's Jay White. Like, I was speechless, y'all. And I never get speechless. But later on, there was another reason I got speechless, too. But I'm not going to give y'all that yet. This is what happens when you trust a company to deliver when they say that they're going to deliver, like, you know, so like going to deliver something. Tony Khan said this morning, I don't have no plans on disappointing anybody tonight. I plan on giving like everybody what they want who watches the show tonight. That was bomb number one. But now really starts the invasion storyline of the Bullet Club because you best believe Jay White's not the only one that's coming by himself. Mm-hmm. There's another Bullet Club member in the United States as well. Um, Hikaleo is in the United States as well. Uh, that's not the one I was thinking about. Hey, oh, they have a match against the Good Brothers very, very soon. So we'll we'll see. This could be a, another invasion of some sort, maybe a Bullet Club invasion. That that would be crazy. And Kenny, Kenny's gone. What what's going? What Kenny's going to think when Jay White's there? They, they they're not on really good terms. Kenny comes back. Jay White. Kenny gonna beat the shit out of Jay White. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Hopefully, He's gonna take spot until Kenny comes back. And if I think Tony is going, well, I think he's going with this. We could see a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club Blood and Guts match. The Elite Bullet Club versus the original Bullet Club with God and Jay White. Let's talk about it. I, I I want it. I I want it so bad. So bad. Let's yes, please. You're making me mark out even more. <laughs> that's, that's, this is why we have this show, Courtney. This is why we do this. what we do. All right, we're gonna keep young. He he also told uh he also said that he likes Nick Jackson's earrings. So that's that's cool. All right, everybody. You you think that's that's it for surprises? No, no. We continue on. It was time for the face of the revolution ladder match, qualifying match for the ladder match. That as revolution, I should say. And it was Isaiah Cassidy, my boy Zay, with Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn of Private Party and the AHFO. I hate saying that. And we had a debuting Limitless Keith Lee. He is all elite T-Spiller. Your reaction? First of all, the fact that he showed up tonight 
And he got the monster pop he got. I was so happy for him. He earned that. That was a genuine crowd response. And the fact that he came out to his name, not no bullshit, bad cat, no anything. This limitless Keith Lee. He looked great. He looked happy. He looked at peace. And when he came out with his little strut, I said, oh, listen, mm -mm. he's back to who he was before he went to WWE. And this was going to be a wonderful night of wrestling. And it was because he took it straight to Isaiah. And mm, Kenny, please come back because I need Kenny versus Keith Lee. Yes, yes please. Yes. Lee. And the fact that he's yes. officially all elite, we can put the rest. That's who Tony Khan was talking about this whole time. <laughs> yep, we got two surprises. Jay White and now Limitless Keith Lee. Courtney, your reaction? My reaction to Keith Lee? Oh my god. I, I lost my mind, y'all. Again, my mama come in my room. What's wrong with you? I'm watching wrestling. I'm hype. I'm screaming at the TV. Keith Lee, Keith Lee. What? What? This is why I love AEW so much. It's given others opportunities that were not there before. Right on the money, Courtney. That was my thoughts exactly. AEW comes, they, they said they're going to do something, and they follow through. I think that's what most fans want. And to see tonight go exactly as planned and exactly what they said they were going to give the fans, it's just something beautiful. I love it. All right, let's talk about this match. What's Keith Lee all, you know, they're like, oh, he's, he was a WWE reject. No, he, he couldn't hack it. Stop, just stop kidding yourself. Let's talk about this match. All right. First thing that we got was Lee just tossing Zaya halfway across, no, all the way across the ring with little to no effort. This man is not playing anymore. He is going to put respect on his name and show you why he is limitless. This man did a leapfrog. Super heavyweight dude leapfrogging over Zay. This dude. And that's why this didn't want him. That's why this, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is why this didn't want him. What we saw from him tonight is exactly why this did not want him because he could, he should not have been in Vince's eyes moving the way that he was moving at his weight like a cruiserweight. But baby, when you got a monster like that, how can you not push him to the moon? Tony Khan, sir, you are the book of others. You are the book of the next decade with the moves you have been made because you signed. All of the Undisputed Era. You saw Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and now Keith motherfucking Lee. I will never question a signing you make after that. Sir, you have my respect. Take my money. Take my money. That's all I got to say. Let's get back to this match. Uh, slingshot into a cross body from the apron by Lee. Shoulder block, the patented shoulder block that got that helped him get over at NXT. We saw that sending Zay all the way outside the ring. Adam Cole, you, you know you got some nightmares. I know you was fearing for your life from getting trucked like that from Keith Lee. I know you don't want that no more, baby. 
But uh, we saw Quinn attempt to grab Lee's leg. He just shoved it off like it was nothing. The distraction let Zay get a corkscrew in and had Lee down for a little bit. But it was nothing. Zay tried to get some pump kicks in. He caught one of them. Lee just, just smacked it down like he was swatting a mosquito with just like, stop it. Just stop it, man. Just stop it. Big pump up slam for the win. Keith Lee has had his first match in AEW. It was so bad. It was so bad. Matt Hardy, he didn't even stay for the whole match. He left. Matt Hardy said, I'm I'm quit. I'm done. You ain't winning this match, bro. Limitless Keith Lee is all elite, and it feels so good to have a wrestling company just deliver on all fronts. Courtney, what was your thoughts on this match? Oh, my God. Keith Lee... The leaps and bounds, this man is going to go in all elite wrestling, okay? I do see him going after, I do see him going after the TNT title or the world championship title because that other company didn't give the man a chance and he could go and his moves are precise. I love it. And uh, Matt Hardy just deserved it. Private Party, kind of what I wanted, because I want Private Party to go back on their own, because uh, the AHFO lot to say, okay? We, we need to do something else with Private Party. Let them go back and be who they truly are, which yeah. is Private Party. I think they have something very interesting in ahead for private party. We'll see what the future holds. But in the post-match, we saw Quinn try to get some drop kicks on Keith Lee, not letting him bask in the glory of that victory. See what I did there? And, uh, yeah, we got a, 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 a dive from Zay. Keith Lee catches it on the outside, no problem. Throws him down. We, then then uh, Quinn tried to dive at Keith Lee, caught him. Power bombed him on Zay and then power bombed him on the apron. There's nothing this man cannot do. Go ahead, T Spiller. Let's talk about how Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone was marking out for Keith Lee, baby. Listen, and you know they loved in some big houses, baby. Listen, they was relieving their glory days from NWA because when they saw him walk out to the ring, they, they melted all over that commentary booth. So the fact that we now have him in AEW, you can put him up against anybody on that stat roster, and baby, he will give you a fourth, like a four or five star match. That's how good this man is. And when he hit him with that pounce, it took me back to TNA, back when um the Alpha Male Monty Brown was uh, pouncing people all over the ring just because. I said, listen. Give me him versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Give me him versus Wardlow. Give me him versus, damn it, Adam Cole again. Baby, I'm all for it. Keith Lee is all elite. I'm, I'm and they done the graphic tonight, so trolls don't have to ask. He's officially all elite. Multi-year contract. I can confirm that now. BMAC sent me that that graphic, and I was like, "Yeah, goddamn right." <laughs> so I'm I'm ecstatic about this. I'm marking on myself right now. Got goosebumps just remembering everything that happened tonight. Woo! But we got some more show. Let's keep on going. We got Britt Baker admitting that she did hire Mercedes, and that uh, 
Thunder Rosa was just completely unbothered by this. Like, yeah, yeah, Brett, I know, I know it was you. I'm, I'm not, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass. And uh, next week, we found out that it's gonna be a no DQ match Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Uh, B Man, would you say that Mercedes Martinez is already being booked way better than she was in WWE? She's being booked a whole lot better than what she ever was in WWE main roster and NXT. They are presenting her like a big deal, like an immediate threat, and I'm here for it. I am too. I cannot wait to see what happens. All right, we're going to go get into this next match. It was, it was a match that I, I'm like, okay, you have all these people on your roster, but I, I, don't, I didn't even comprehend that this could happen. We found out who was CM Punk's choice for his partner, and I was thinking like Sammy Guevara. I'm thinking some other names. I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's you know somebody else. John Moxley was not on my list. But I'm so glad that it was. We got a banger of a tag team match. CM Punk, John Moxley facing FTR. MJF, you are a dumb dumb. You you didn't give any other stipulations. You just said choose somebody that you don't have any friends. Just go choose somebody. And of course, he chooses former AEW World Champion John Moxley. Dummy. Ugh. <laughs> Let's start this match. We had CM Punk and Dax started having a really good exchange with the Graps. Uh, Cash got tagged in and started fending off CM Punk a little bit. Everybody's good at wrestling in this in this match. Uh, Punk got some arm drags in, made Cash retreat before he tagged in Moxley. He still tagged him in anyway and just started going to town on, on everybody. We had some GCW chants. Awesome to see. Uh, Moxley was just destroying everybody, but eventually Dax was able to uh, get get him down a little bit. Mox was hitting German suplexes on FTR. Got a double DDT on both members of FTR. Uh, even when they almost got Mox, he saved Punk saved them with a springboard lariat. Uh, FTR was able to catch Punk uh, when he tried to dive on the outside, but then Mox did a tope and everybody got taken out. So that this this match was crazy. Back from the break, we saw that uh, FTR had. Knocked uh, Moxley through the announce table. Uh, Moxley was able to beat the 10 count to get back in the ring, but then he was quickly isolated in the ring. Uh, we also saw the dark results for this match. So, guys, we are the Midwest Mark Podcast. We cover mostly AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. That is our focal point. Watching wrestlers make their journey to AEW to have to see that, get to that proving ground to see if we see the next stars for future generations to come so please check out our aew dark and elevation review check that out at www.themidwestmarkpodcast.com back to this match moxley was able to get a suplex on cash punk was fighting fighting off dax a little bit he was gonna moxley was gonna get ready to attack uh, get a tag with punk but punk was too busy fighting dax so he couldn't get it uh, Punk got the hot tag in, leg lariat, rising knee strike, and the bulldog for a two count. Um, FTR was able to get the big rig on Punk. Uh, Tully was trying to get involved as well. GTS by Punk on Tully. GTS on the cash for the win. Paradigm shift by Moxley on Dax Harwood. Punk is getting that rematch with M. JF. Courtney, your thoughts on this match? This match was beautiful, and I'm going to tell you why. 
I am here for CM Punk and John Moxley, baby. Okay, those two are could be a future tag team champ if they want to go that route. But oh my gosh, I was mind blown as you were when I saw Mox come out. I was like, yeah, yes, you get him, you get him. And uh, Tully, oh man. Why are you getting into grown boys' business? You you have no business getting into matches. Go sit in uh, catering. Tully, Tully, I keep saying, every time you get involved, you get hurt, old man. Stay home. Suck some peanut brittle. Feedback, what's your thoughts on this tag match? <clears throat> this is a fire tag team match between, like, two dope teams who was going toe-to-toe. But I can't help but think he was teasing Samoa Joe for a reason on Twitter. CM Punk. He mentioned Samoa Joe before that match started. And this got me wondering, now that Joe's a free agent, could we be seeing him in, like down the line in AEW? Because he's not dropping that name for no reason. Keep that in mind, y'all. I had no idea that he was kind of teasing Samoa Joe. He asked him, was he in the country? After that promo. He sure did. I saw it. Woo! Hey, I hope he responds. CM Punk and Samoa Joe, we know the history from Ring of Honor. We know that they respect each other. I would love to see a tag team between them. We'll see what happens in the near future. This tag match was great. Didn't know I wanted it. Now I want more. All right. We have a match with... Jade Cargill defending her TBS title against a debuting Aqua AQA was formerly in NXT. She is 25 and trained by Booker T. And she said she came to AEW to test herself against the best. And the best right now is the one I sent for. Jade Cargill. Undefeated. And that's what I mean. She's undefeated. Not literally. But okay, Sound King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But uh, we got we got to start start talking about this match. Lock up and Jade got an instant side headlock, just ragdoll AQA to the mat. Aqua was able to get out and get some wrist, get a wrist lock in, and able to trip up Jade there for a second. Uh, Jade lifted Aqua with no effort at all. Was just flexing like nothing was on her. Uh, Jade Cargill, that's up for you. And a double drop kick by Aqua just bounced off of Jade. That was really nice. Uh, she did get a DDT on Jade Cargill and then went to the top rope and hit a effortless, and I mean one of the best shooting star presses I have ever seen. No ever. She does it in her sleep for a close two count. Aqua really impressed me tonight. Uh we had her try to forward again, but Jade got to her knee and it made her stop. Uh, Jade was able to hit a catch a catch a crossbody from Aqua and then gave her a tour of the islands from Jade Cargill. Never in my wildest dreams that I think that she could do that move. She did it. It looked flawless. Then she got the jaded for the win. Jade Cargill, this is for you, Alex. She is twenty seven. B-Mac, your thoughts on this match? First of all, Jade, bitch, listen. I told y'all 
the moment she got on TV, what they was getting ready to do with her, did I not? All right. Uh, listen, Tony Khan specifically said in the interview this morning, I'm the one responsible for help, uh, for having her train with Brian Danson. I'm the one that's responsible for that because she ha she has more potential than anybody in that women's division. Those are his words, not mine. So when you get the boss himself investing that much time in, I, I, I'm answering that in a minute. But when you get the boss invested that much time in you, that says a lot on what trusting a talent can do for their growth versus the other company. But in that business, though, Jade looked great in this match. And her training with Brian Danson showed in this match because she came out and she was showing her technical side. She was doing wrist locks, nuts. This was the first time she's ever done any of the stuff that she's done tonight. She wasn't doing this stuff until she got with Brian. So Tony Khan isn't really invested in making this girl a big star in that women's division. But that tour of the Islands, though, was nasty. Not even Jeff Cobb hits it that clean. And the fact that she transition that it, it like immediately like into the jaded she needs to keep that that needs to be her transition into the jaded from now on i'm sorry jeff i love you but bitch you didn't hit it that clean jade uh, jade that's your move sis take it i'm i'm gonna go into the unofficial aew universe mode on twitch if you haven't checked that out already and put that as jade cargill's signature move i agree b mate that was amazing. and she's getting better each and every championship match she has she's bringing out something new six months from now she's gonna be god bless our rivals is all i'm gonna say courtney you got it okay let me tell you my girl jade Okay, she sh came, she showed out, she showed her potential, she showed her technical side, and no botches, y'all, okay, can we, can we give Jade her flowers now, please, because I, I am here for that, that's right, we're simping for Jade Cargill, <laughs> who would have thought that I would ever say that, but oh my gosh. You are going to be a powerhouse, Jade. Keep doing what you're doing. And Aqua, you AQA, you impressed the hell out of me, girl. You and speaking were, of Aqua. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, to answer that question, speaking of Aqua, based off that promo that she cut tonight saying that she came in AEW to test herself and get the best, she just wasn't talking about Jade. She was talking about that entire division. So that, and she had interest music which no jobber gets. No open challenger has ever gotten that against Jade. So with that being said, she has struck some type of deal with AEW, and we will be seeing a lot more of her. Let's see if we can get I'm that confirmed. Yeah, I'm going to get it like Based off that promo and how she performed tonight, ain't no way in the world they're walking away and she not signed. But oh, I'm yeah, a, they, they gave her but, a lot. But I'm going to work to confirm that for y'all. Okay. Thank you, T-Spell. You can catch all the good wrestling tea from the T-Speller on his favorite segment. This is just my favorite segment, the BMAC Report. All right, continuing on, we've got the Cutler Cam. That's becoming a, a thing. I don't know if I like that or not yet, but we had the Young Bucks with 
uh, saying that, oh, Rapungi Vice, we've heard that you were 100% to fight us on Rampage. You guys are douchebags. But uh, yeah, so we guess we're getting that match. So we got, it got canceled before, so we're getting it uh, on Rampage. And uh, Adam Cole, uh, we found out that he's the one that called in Jay White and that he's uh, he's got some some stuff to handle for later on in the night. We'll get into that when we get to the main event. All right, we then we had Serena Deeb come out talking about how dangerous she is, that how she is the professor, and that she wants to uh, she can handle anybody in the back. So she wants to give the rookies a shot. She has started the professor's five minute rookie challenge, and we uh we had a uh, Katie Arquette be the first one for this challenge. Uh, so we, we got two women's matches on Dynamite, even though this lasted one minute. But they are building Serena Deeb as they should, giving her a focal point. And I think this is going to lead to – I think this might lead to another debut later on because this is opens the door for someone else to come in and accept that challenge. T-Spiller, go ahead. And we also got a shout-out to Tony Confort for being a nostalgia act because he he played off Kurt Angle's five-minute challenges that he used to do when he was in, in his prime in WWE because Kurt Angle used to do that exact same thing every week. He would give somebody from the crowd five minutes to last good play on her, and she's the perfect one for that. But, yeah, we're definitely going to see somebody at some point pop up as a debut to challenge her. And now that Athena is free, now that Ty is free, now that Tony Storm is free, now that Tegan Knox, all four of those girls are free. One of those, I can see them like pulling up to challenge her because this is leading to her being built up into a championship quality contender for either Jade or Britt. And I can see her challenging Jade at... um revolution for the TBS championship. But yeah, this is the perfect spot for her. And for two matches to finally get on TV for the division, that's leaps and bounds where they were in 2019. So Tony, keep up the good work, please. I'm loving what they're doing so far. And of course, Serena Deeb won in less, well, in, in a minute, pretty much. Uh, the clock still had four minutes on there. Uh, well, Courtney, well, apparently your your boys the ass boys are getting their tag team title match on AEW Rampage. We'll be covering that this Friday. Courtney, are you excited to see the Gun Club get their title shot? Well, first of all, I do not condone what Dan Houston has done to the Gun Club, okay? And I'm not getting sued by referring to them as the ass boys. But hey, I'm here for it. I'm ready for them to be champions. And they got me rooting for them on Friday. We shall see what that Gun Club versus Jurassic Express looks like when we cover AEW Rampage. We'll talk about uh, the matches for Rampage on our live stream before the show during this the during the first hour of SmackDown. So if you don't want to watch SmackDown, come join us and come talk about AEW Rampage and whatever else is going on in this crazy world of wrestling. All right, main event time. It was the Texas Death Match. The only way to win is by knockout or submission. Lance Archer versus the AEW World Champion Heyman Adam Page. 
stage. And they just started fighting in the back. They made it to the stage. And then Hangman hit Lance Archer with the belt. And then just chucked that man through a glass pail and bust, busted open Archer. Um, got him in the ring. Buckshot Lariat to Archer. Just knocked him out of the ring. I thought that was it. I was like, that is, that's, that's the end of the match? Okay. Uh, but Lance Archer was able to get up and make it back in the ring. Uh, he, uh, Hangman was going for a tope, and then Lance Archer hit him in the head with a trash can and then started beating him down. During during that, they were fighting and starting to make their way to the crowd. Dan Lampert started unscrewing the turnbuckle. It's no DQ. It's just win by a KO or submission. Uh, Jake the Snake was there, too, and I was like, Jake, are you going to do anything? And boy... I find out. Uh, they started fighting in the crowd. Hangman did a moonsault right in front of everybody. That was super amazing to see. The crowd really started to get into this match by that point. Uh, the They came back uh, uh, in the ring. Big clothesline by Archer. At this point, um, Hangman was started, starting to bleed. Uh, back from the break, we saw them both fighting on the apron. There were two tables set up. Uh, on the outside, Hangman tried to go for the dead eye. Archer tried to go for the choke slam, but neither were successful. Uh, we had saw a short arm clothesline from Jake the Snake Roberts to Hangman, and then he got he was feeling it. He was really feeling to get into that old nostalgia, getting ready to hit that DDT. Lance Archer said, "What the hell are you doing?" and stopped him. Hangman Adam Page was able to get the DDT on Lance Archer. Hangman was like. I did it on your boy, and uh, uh, Jake the Snake just flipped him off. We love you, Jake. This match was action-filled, and Vince McMahon says uh, AEW is nothing but blood and guts. Well, I'm loving, I'm loving the blood and guts. You never see this kind of match on Raw or SmackDown. This was amazing. Just they were just giving it all. Hangman got some kendo sticks and just started beating Lance Archer's back. Got another one, started beating him again. Lance is just getting mad and angrier and angrier. Eventually, he caught it and broke the kendo stick. These guys were just going at it one hit after another. Uh, Hangman got caught up. Lance Archer set up some steel steps and chucked Hangman right on the steel steps. Woo! Lance Archer got a bobbed wire chair out of nowhere and tried to powerbomb Hangman through it, but he missed. Hangman was, got the bobbed wire, put it around his arm, and started doing rolling elbows. This match was crazy. Eventually, he vaulted over the ref to hit the buck shot lariat. Both guys went flying through the outside of the ring, crashed through one of the tables, and Hangman was able to get back in the ring. Hangman. Retains his title, wins by knockout. What an amazing main event. In the post-match, we saw Adam Cole come down to the ring and give Hangman his championship and just walk away. Courtney, your thoughts on this Texas deathmatch main event? I'm going to be honest with y'all. I can't stand blood, blood, blood. I can't even stand my get my own lab work done, okay? So it was cringe city for me. And and during the match I had I had to turn it off, y'all. Sorry. I love both Heyman 
Adam Page and Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk. But when Murder Hawk went through that glass pane, I knew he wasn't going to win. But hey, he tried his best. I don't, I still don't get the whole Dan Lambert thing. Can we get him off my TV, please? I'm sick of him. Just just keep Jake the Snake with Archer. And bring back, bring back the snake. I miss the snake in the bag. I don't know why. People Dang. pop for Jake the Snake. They pop for Jake. Uh, go ahead, B-Man. What was your thoughts on this main event? Uh, listen, <laughs> this was a wild main event to cap off a wild night of wrestling. This was the perfect ending to this show because this match was violent. It was bloody. It was hard hitting. But at the same time, it was damn near a classic Texas death match on TV that we don't normally get those matches on TV in America, except for New Japan. So for them to do this, Tony Khan was like, listen, I'm going to give you this as a gift for me to you, Lance. And he stepped up to the plate big time. But now that we got Mr. Limitless Keith Lee, I want him to be the one to dethrone Heyman Page. I don't know if it will happen, but he, he is gonna—he's gonna be in the the face of the revolution qualifying ladder match. So anything that would be possible. a good one. I that like MJF. I like MJF, but knowing what we can, knowing what he can bring in the ring, Keith Lee versus Hangman Page, I happen to be the one to dethrone Hangman Page. I I want Keith Lee to have all the the matches. Have all because. Any match with Keith Lee in it becomes amazing. So I, did, I'm, I'm with you. And Tony Khan did say Keith Lee is going to shake up that top five immediately. And if what we saw tonight is an example, he's going to be number one contender by doubling nothing. Woo! Well, for sure, I think we saw some segues into Adam Cole versus Hangman. We're getting Adam versus Adam probably sooner rather than later. I think there's a little pay-per-view coming up called Revolution. No, no, no. And keep in mind, y'all, keep in mind, the second Battle of the Belts takes place in April. April 9th is when the second Battle of the Belts event takes place on on TNT. That's officially confirmed. I got that tea this morning. So, yes, the second Battle of the Belts takes place in April. This is why you make sure you check out the Midwest Marks podcast and check out the BMAC report. Make sure y'all follow. BMAC will have his his socials on there because you never want to miss the BMAC report. All right. Great show. Great surprises. Jay White, Limitless, Keith Lee. Oh, so good. It's so good. Wrestling fans, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We know we did. This was amazing. Uh, let's see what let's check out the comments before we head out of here. Uh, that's right. Great show tonight, says says Bobby. Thank you, Kane the Destroyer, our Midwest Markout champion. All right, everybody. It's time to get some sleep, and I'm going to be dreaming of all the matches Keith Lee is going to have in AEW because WWE dropped the ball. They, you let, why would you let go one of the best people that are on? What, is, what are you doing? What are you doing? And from the no. looks of it, from the looks of it, they're going to get his wife too because if they got him, then she ain't going to be that far behind. Me and him, I'm talking about. 
yes, bring it, sky, please. Sky is the limits with AEW right now. So glad that we cover this. I'm so glad we cover Rampage because somebody tells me we're going to get some banger matches with Keith Lee on Rampage. Jay White, how does he fit onto this? Will we get Bullet Club Civil War in AEW? I'm just going to be watching and seeing. And I got to thank both Courtney and the tea spiller for joining me tonight. Courtney, where can the people find you? You can find me right here on the Mark Gap station itself, Midwest Mark's <laughs> podcast. Check us out on all our socials. Check us out on PodPage, Spotify, Apple, Google Play. Am I missing anything, fellas? The queen has spoken. Oh, my bad. Just because we have merch and that we are on www.themidwestmarchpodcast.com. If you're looking for anything related to us, that is where you will find it. So thank you, Courtney. And the tea spiller, where can everybody find you? Yes, of course, y'all can find me on the Midwest Mars podcast, dropping only the hottest exclusives just for y'all. But until then, y'all can find me on Twitter at Milana underscore Mark with four Bs. And don't miss the episode of the podcast because we're going to have some interviews this week coming up. And you're not going to want to miss that. So keep tuning in. See, there he goes. About to spill that tea again, but he's right. He is completely right. As always, we've got some big things coming, working on a few other things. So we'll keep you guys posted. And please follow, subscribe to the Midwest Marks podcast. We are so close to 200 subscribers. That, that might, I might not be big for you guys, but it's a big deal for us. Thank you so much for everybody who has supported us so far. Please keep supporting. We will not disappoint you because we love to mark out and we want to mark out with you. It's a great day in wrestling today. I'm going to sleep happy. All right, everybody. We got to get out of here one way and one way only, and that is counting one, two, three, mark out. Mark out.